Welcome to the SAS Podcast, where we discuss all things science and spirituality and how it pertains to the subconscious mind. And of course, we add in a little bit of SAS. I'm Katie Kowaleski. I will be your host during this podcast, and I will be featuring stories about my own life, including the tools that I use to overcome my own adversity, as well as featuring some amazing stories from some interesting guests. Stay tuned and welcome to SAS. Hello, hello from Yellowstone Park. We are on day six of our road trip and haven't recorded yet because we have just basically been living in the car and taking in so many amazing, beautiful things. Um, we started on Monday with our longest car truck, which was from Orlando to Missouri, um, Herman, Missouri, and we have adopted the um, worst first <laughs> mentality for this, which is basically something that I think is also helpful in life. You make a list of everything you need to do. You do the thing that you dread the most first, worst first, everything else is a breeze. Your brain, it is so beautiful here. We're driving up literally in Yellowstone Park right now and I'm recording this and it's so pretty. Um, worst first. So we stayed at our, our worst hotel that night. It was a Motel 70, which is not an actual brand. Um, and Herman, Missouri would not recommend it, but we were so tired because we'd been in the car for 17 hours, so it didn't really matter. Popped up the next morning, and then we drove to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, um, driving through those kind of flyover states. We drove all the way across Missouri. Um, I would say zero out of 10 recommend. Um, it was really, we called that the Sadlands. It was very depressing. Um, it was not what I anticipated it to be, which I thought it would be like green and lush and the, the farm fields, um, look like they had been burned to death. And then we got into Iowa and Nebraska, more of the same. They call them, you know, flyovers for a reason. No offense to anyone who's from there. Um, and then we got into South Dakota and South Dakota, it was just sort of a, a transition from Nebraska and Iowa and then it just opened up and was so beautiful. Um, and driving through there, we spent, I don't know, five or six hours driving through there to get to the Badlands. And it just, it was just these beautiful green rolling hills. Um, it was so pretty. And then we ended up in the Badlands, which if you have never been, check it out. I, I had never even seen pictures, but I knew um, sort of the general history about the rougher terrain. Derek here thought the Badlands... Um, were like basically flat cement <laughs> lands. Um, <laughs> that's why they were bad because they were ugly. <laughs> Not the case. Um, check out the Badlands. Uh, I'm going to post some um, content. I think I'm going to do a meditation, a visual meditation using some of that video because it's so, so pretty. Um, and then we made our way to Mount Rushmore, which is cool, but not as cool as the Badlands, we don't think. And we stayed the night in Wyoming, Gillette, Wyoming. Um, and then made our way to Yellowstone the following day. Um, it is so beautiful here. So we have been taking it all in. And, um, I think I realized when we hit the Badlands that part of my intention for this trip is remembering how beautiful this country is because it's so easy to get into divisive patterns and stuck stagnant energy and thinking everything's, uh, you know, in Florida, Orlando is, um, there's some cute parts and a lot of it to me is just big cement city. It feels very stuck. Um, and 
I wanted to fall in love again. I wanted to fall in love with this country and um, the world and see things that uh, made me feel in awe of it. And already I've, that's happened repeatedly. Um, so it's so important to get out of your day-to-day zone and be able to take in new sights when you can because, um, you know, we're not trees. We're not stuck. We're not deeply rooted that we can't move. So move when you can. Go when you can. See what you can. And if you can, get to some of these national parks because they are, I mean, they're breathtaking. It's, it's so beautiful. So um, my intention is sort of in hindsight, which again is just really learning how to love the spaces that I'm in geographically because I haven't felt that way in a long time. I don't think I've ever been in love with Orlando. Um, geographically, environmentally, people, yes, place, no. Um, and I want to really love where I'm spending my days. I want to love the, the physical and geographical environment. Um, and the other thing is that it's so cool to be so present all day long, right? You're seeing so many things you've never seen before. It's so beautiful, like visually just stunning and it, and I feel so present and that's really cool. Um, I love that. So Derek here's experience, um, I think has been similar. Um, why don't you talk about what your intention now may, might be, what you've learned, um, and how it's already changed your future path? Yeah, uh, I would say someone who suffers from anxiety and depression uh, pretty much for all my life, it's kind of like what Katie said. It was, um, there's so much beauty here, and uh, it, it's, it takes no effort to be present which means no anxiety, no depression. I am just here. And it has just been, I I just feel like I've awakened to life again. It's, it's just amazing. Um, and I want to hold on to that and, and keep that with me. And, uh, yeah, maybe I'll just end up being a park ranger and just hang out here. Yeah. So, um, we're kind of, we, I'm excited to help Derek figure out what, what he wants his next path to be because, um, our paths are different in that I, I know I love the work I do. I know what my purpose is and I love living it. And he's still connecting with what that is for him and being in nature is super important for him. So he wears an Apple watch that basically tracks like all of his stats, right? Body stats. It's almost like he's hooked up to a hospital monitor and, um, we're using his watch stats to determine what geographical spaces his body feels most at home and at peace in. So, um, he was like waking up in Orlando every day in like the red zone, which is like, you have zero energy. You're basically dead. Like when it takes his stats, the danger, right? Not good. And the only time it was sort of even out of his, he was sleeping a lot. So then as we've been traveling and we're sharing a room, I think, um, there's a potential that he might actually have sleep apnea because even when he's sleeping long stretches at night, we've been sleeping a lot. Like we go to bed early at like nine or 10 and then wake up at like seven or eight. So we're getting really good sleep. Um, no TV on it's dark, it's cool in the room, all of the things. And yet he wakes up feeling exhausted, um, both in his, um, self inquiry, like his response and also his watch. So I think some sleep apnea might be happening. And in my experience working with people who have sleep apnea, depression goes hand in hand with sleep apnea. Um, everyone I know who's been diagnosed with sleep apnea, um, suffered from depression because they are so tired all of the time that life is depressing. They feel crappy all the time. Um, that's a huge symptom of it. And I think that might be happening with, with Derek over here 
And what's interesting is that I think he's also very sensitive to his environment because um, yesterday during the day he was seeing all these amazing things and it was beautiful and he got in the green zone on his watch. And it's interesting because we're up a few miles higher, the altitude's higher, and yet he could breathe more easily. So for some people like him, um, being the environment he's in is incredibly important for whether or not his body can function well. Um, And through that... Um, it's helping him eliminate what factors might be causing that, that fatigue, um, and those depressive symptoms. So we are, um, on the experiment, this trip to figure out some of those things. I think we're going to hack the sleep thing, um, and get him in the green zone. And, um, if you feel best in the, in a national park, might as well be a ranger, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where we're currently at. Um, Self-care wise, we have spent a 10 of 10 in nature. So that's obviously the fresh air and that grounding energy. Um, and then purposely in the morning, we're taking time to stretch and meditate. Um, sometimes do some breath work or psyche balances when needed. So we're sort of at this point because we've been on the road so much, um, engaging in practices that are just keeping our bodies looser and our minds open. I think as we start to settle more into the trip, and spend a longer stretches of time, um, in places we're going to have, um, I think more freedom to kind of process what we're taking in and what we want to do with it. So stay tuned for how all, how all this integrates. Um, next week we are going to be landing in Missoula, um, and then Mount Shasta where I'm hoping to see aliens. So, um, if you've never heard of Mount Shasta, it is supposed to be one of the chakras of the earth. It's supposed to be um, energetically one of the most potent, um, and magical sort of, of points in the earth. So, oh, now we're passing some baby buffs, baby buffaloes. If you've never seen a baby buff, that's again our, oh, she's feeding hungry buff. There are so many. They're so cute. These baby buffs, you guys, so cute. Um, anywho, Stay tuned for what, what comes up with Mount Shasta, and we will check back in. I hope everyone's having an amazing day. I'm Katie Kowaleski, and you've been listening to the SAS Podcast. If you enjoyed today's ride, please leave us a review, and don't forget to subscribe both on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time.